This will make sense soon. The words don't make the same sense that they used to. Part 2 You Are Not Alone. You Are Not Alone is a 1v1 horror actual play podcast. I'm Blaine, your host and RPG-loving friend. I know that these are strange times and scary for a lot of folks. I hope you are all keeping safe and healthy, and I hope that this podcast brings a little bit of light, even though the stories are sometimes grim, during the COVID-19 health crisis. If there is anything that I can do to help you, please let me know. I've decided, since things are precarious for a lot of people right now, to suspend my Patreon account. I'm very lucky in that I am able to work from home as long as this crisis continues, but I know that many people are not so lucky. I want to thank everyone who has supported the Patreon over the past year. It really has meant the world to me that you liked this podcast enough to donate to the cause. Once things have settled down, I will think on how to proceed on that front. By then, The Witch Owl's Wife and other tales should be up and running as well, which may change how I want to approach funding. Thank you again, and we will get through this together. There is some exciting news regarding You Are Not Alone coming down the line, but I can't tell you quite yet. I'm hoping that I'll be able to share it with you in the next episode. If you want to be a guest, ask a question, suggest a game, or just say hi, you can reach me via email at youarenotalonepod at gmail.com or on Twitter at notalone underscore har. I would love to hear from you. On You Are Not Alone, we are continuing our This Will Make Sense Soon arc, leading up to the Yellow King RPG by Pelgrane Press. The Yellow King is now available for purchase over at the Pelgrane Press website. It's a really beautiful game and a really beautiful physical product. I definitely recommend picking up a copy if you can. Last episode, Mark Kennedy, an actor from Philadelphia, joined me to start a game of Wolf Spell. Wolfspell is an RPG by Epidiah Ravichal about humans that have been magically transformed into wolves. Wolfspell is available currently in Worlds Without Masters Issue 2 on DriveThruRPG, and in a strange, perfect sort of happenstance, this very day, March 26th, the pre-order for the physical copy, designed to look like a badass metal album, went live over on Gum Road. There's a link in the show notes. In the last episode, a nameless wolf woke up in the Croivois National Park and began to explore the woods around them. They found a cave that had the bones of a pack of wolves turned entirely to amber. After leaving the cave, figuring out that this was a safe space for them to return to if need be, they found an elk caught in a hunter's trap, bleeding amber from its wounds. The wolf decided a mercy killing was the best course of action, but was wounded in their attempt to put the elk out of its misery. Now blind in one eye, the wolf is angry and on the trail of the hunters that set up that vicious trap. So let's jump in. So I think you you find the trail of the scent of this man's cigar smoke and bourbon 
and blood and, and anger and hatred. They're all of these negative things that encompass your former captain. And you begin to charge off. You are angry, you are frothing. You charge off following this scent. And what you don't notice is just off in the distance around you, the eyes of a pack of wolves. Hmm. And you just charge off deeper into the woods following the scent of this person that you you're, can't remember the name, but you know who he is and you know you don't like him. Mm-hmm. And you didn't like him before the elk and you like him even less now. Oh yeah. And you run for a little while and you find yourself approaching a clearing that has a campfire in it. And you hear human sound. Would would I be able to recognize any of the human sounds? Yeah, you uh, you're close enough. You hear voices talking. Mm-hmm. You don't hear the captain's voice, but all of these voices are familiar to you. Mm-hmm. I think again, I would want to kind of like like stalk the situation a bit. I would want to like make a perimeter or make a circle around. Okay. To sort of see what I can notice from all sides. And I'm definitely looking for whoever... Well, I'm looking to see if they have weapons. What could cause harm to me. Okay. Um, um, that sounds like a good chance for another Behold the World roll. Yeah, I think so. Okay. That is a lot of wolf. Eight wolf, two human, so that's six wolf. All right, so you are going to get to ask three questions from that list. Uh, oh, this says wolves' eyes are keen and true. Okay, that's cool. I get asked three questions? Yes. First one, what do my instincts tell me? The true instincts of a wolf will know what is threat to be avoided. If your wolf acts on this knowledge, you get a wolf result of three or less, add one to your feral. All right. Your instincts tell you that there is a guard. You haven't crossed paths with them yet, but you know that there's a guard making a perimeter around as well to keep an eye out for threats. Mm-hmm. Okay. What do my eyes tell me? Or my eye. My one eye. That is apparently keen and true. Do you know the captain is not in this clearing? As you make a perimeter, you kind of like take little glances in to get a feel for what's in the clearing. Mm -hmm. You know that there are three hunters in the clearing plus the one guard making a perimeter. You know that only one of these hunters has a rifle. You are unsure of what kind of weapon the guard has, but of the three hunters in the camp, only one has a rifle, the other two have knives. And you know 
that the guard is sort of directly opposite your position mm-hmm. as you're both kind of making a circle around. So, like, it's a relatively circular clearing. Say you're at the south point, the guard is at the north point. Mm-hmm. And my last question what do my ears tell me? Oh, wow. 10 miles. Mm-hmm. The wolf's ears can hear much higher frequencies than we can, and depending on conditions, can detect sounds as far as 10 miles away. If it makes noise, the wolf can hear it and know where it is. All right. I'll, with a radius that large, <laughs> I will say that you know... So you, know, you're, you are not sure if it is the captain or not, but you know that there are two more humans kind of further out into the woods, traveling in a pair. Mm-hmm. Okay. I think I'm going to slink off away from the camp and head towards those two humans. Okay. Track them down and see what's going on with them. All right. So you are able to, like, as you hear, like, you hear them a, a, a ways off. It's probably a couple miles off. Mm-hmm. You begin moving in that direction, and as you start to get closer, you pick up the scent that you know is the captain. Mm-hmm. And then one other human. And you pick up their scent, and you begin to kind of stalk that scent. Mm-hmm. And you get closer, and you get closer, and now you're probably only a few hundred feet off. Mm-hmm. How do you want to approach I think I want to, if it like is the path and they're both kind of ahead, I would want to like veer off to the left and kind of approach from the side. Okay. And still mostly just kind of trying to get close enough to see what I can notice about them so that I'm not just jumping in blind. Okay. But like, I know it's the captain. I know he's Yeah, you know it's the captain. And I'm fucking angry at him. So I'm like... Uh, this could be a great hunt situation, but I don't know what this other smell is, so I have to see what's going on. Yeah, I think I think you rolled well enough on your previous Behold the World. I don't necessarily want to make you have to roll again. Okay. But you approach very cautiously, very quietly, very slowly, and you find... Actually, you've now, so, like, on your way, you realize, you, like, you've crossed over the path you were coming down, and you're kind of on the other side of the path now. Mm-hmm. And you know, you, you know that there are, kind of just intrinsically through your trip here, you know that there are more human buildings on this side of the road, mm. or on this side of the walking path. And so you guess that maybe the captain is trying to head to one of those, mm-hmm. and you catch up when they're kind of approaching one of the buildings in the distance, it's a larger building. Made of stone as well? Yes, it's a large stone building. And you come up on them from the left, and you see the captain. He's this kind of large, brutish man. He has that bourbon smell and that cigar smell. I don't, I like, there's the kind of comedic villain part of me that I want him to just be, like, smoking a cigar as he walks yeah. through the woods. But I feel like he's probably intelligent enough of a hunter to know that that's probably not a great thing to do, like, right. if you're trying to move stealthily through the woods. Um, but he has that smell on him of stale cigar. And he has on his back a large rifle. 
and on his side a knife. And the other human also has a rifle and a knife. Not as like the the captain has all of the best hunting equipment, all of the most up-to-date hunting mm-hmm. equipment. His kind of second in command here does not have anything as nice. His clothes are a little bit shabbier. Can I tell that status-wise? I can tell that he's like an inferior. Yeah, you can definitely tell that he is uh, of of lesser Mm -hmm. quality. In this situation, the captain is definitely the alpha. How close are they to the um, building? I would say it's probably about another 200 feet to... Pretty close. Yeah. Well, let's say it's about 200 feet to where the woods start to break a little bit. Mm -hmm. And then maybe 100 feet beyond that is the building. Hmm. Hmm. <laughs> I'm so curious about this. Bend the world to your will. <laughs> uh, it's interesting that it's kind of lumped in with to sate a hunger, right? But that's like, kind of your go-to. I like it as a like. It, it is your kind of go-to attack move, right? Where it is kind of all at the same time. Both like, I want to eat something. I have a specific goal in mind. I have something that is outside of like wolfly nature. Right. Just any of those things. This one move encompasses all of it. So I think what I would do in this situation, I've transformed into a wolf. I'm overwhelmed. I have this sense of this prophecy of like, I need to rejoin a pack but I, I don't see any pack. This guy is within my sights, and I'm terrified and angry. I think I would just... Yeah, I mean, like, part of me feels like I would be so foolish and just rush him. But then I'm also thinking about I have this lesson from the harm that I have learned to not just jump into things with the elk. Yeah, and I mean, you get, like... <laughs> From a role-playing perspective, you could say that, like, you learned that lesson, but you're also very angry and, like, the feral has kind of taken over. Right. But I could also see you being more cautious. Like, it's... Either way, I think it makes sense for where your character is presently at. I know. Yeah, that's why I'm conflicted. I think I think that that conflict is probably what makes me not jump out, though. I think... I think if I'm watching through the clearing, you fe- they feel so close to this building, and I am already enough of a wolf to know that like buildings and wolves don't go well together. Okay. There could be plenty of other humans with guns in there, and this is probably not a good situation. They're, they're, they're so close to their stronghold, even if I went out and, and exposed, I would get hit. And I do think there is a strong, like, survival instinct in animals that are like not about to put themselves into insane danger all yeah. the time unless there's like a really good opportunity. So I think I think the cautious part of me would come back into play a bit and be like, well now I know where he is. Let's see if I can find out more of what's going on and see if I can kind of maybe I could find a good opportunity to pick him off. Okay. Um, so do you want to kind of follow him, or are you going to run well, off and... I imagine it's, like, walled. There's no way in, or, or... So as you get... Like, they're moving closer to the theater, and so at least for a little bit, you're kind of, or the building. Um, 
so I would imagine you're kind of following along at least a little bit. And so they get to, they get a little bit closer and you see that it's this very large stone building that's still mostly standing. Mm -hmm. Some of the walls have started to crumble a little bit near the top. There are two large wooden doors. Mm -hmm. One of them has fallen off of its hinges and is just kind of laying down on the ground. (laughs) The other is still attached, but not in great condition. Mm -hmm. And it looks like this is the building that they're heading towards. Mm -hmm. So I think that I kind of like crouch behind a tree trunk or something and just kind of watch them go into the building. Okay. So they enter into the building kind of... At this point, the the other human kind of takes point and he pulls out his rifle and kind of like sticks his head in and then you see them both enter into the building. Mm, okay. So that kind of tells me that this... It's not like their camp they've set up at. It's just they're going to explore it. Yeah, you don't get the impression that, like, this is, this a, is a place. place. Yeah. And he's now watching outside. When it, oh, no, no, both they both, both go inside. Yeah, they both go inside. The, the, the other human goes in first with a rifle, and, like, you see him kind of at first cautiously stick his head in and look both ways, and then he goes in, and then a couple seconds later the captain follows. Okay, so then I think I'm still interested in following them. I think I would give it like another minute and then slowly make make my way to the door that's fallen through. Okay. To see if I can like follow them. All right. Without being detected. As you get closer, you, you smell a lot of animal smell. Mm-hmm. A lot of different types of animals. You smell other wolves, you smell bears, you smell bird, you smell elk, you smell deer, you smell human, you smell the captain. And you enter inside and it's, when you first kind of poke your head in, it's this large open room. To the left, all the way down at the end, there's an open door and another room beyond it. And straight ahead, there are kind of two large open doors that lead into a room beyond it that's kind of dark. Do I know where the captain and his buddy have gone? It smells like they went straight ahead. Okay, I think I'm slowly creeping my way behind them. Okay. Trying to get a little bit closer. You sneak your way in. And you enter into this massive room. And at the far end of the room is a stage. And there are rows of seats. Hmm. And the the human part of your brain thinks theater. And you see most of the seats have kind of fallen into disrepair. Mm -hmm. But you see animals all throughout the rows. There are birds perched on the back of seats there are you know rabbits sitting on <laughs> some of the few seats that are left remaining there are some benches and there are you see some wolves sitting on the benches and all of them have that wrong smell <laughs> and you see 
up on the stage two deer. And they're standing on their hind legs. And they're wearing these faceless yellow masks. Mm -hmm. And it looks like they're speaking to one another. And you see off to your right as you enter into this room the two humans. There's the captain and the captain has his gun out but is almost as like leaning against it and just kind of watching perplexed at what he sees in front of him while the other human has the rifle in his hand and is kind of just like looking all over the place pointing his rifle at various places, not quite sure what to do with whatever is happening mm -hmm. in this room. Mm -hmm. Wow. Um, do I get a sense that the wolves on the benches are like, do I get a sense of this amber stuff like makes the animals not, there's no way we can relate or communicate to each other. Are they like zombified or you don't tell know? That? Yeah. And really, at this point, the only animal that you've encountered in no. any kind of face-to-face -face scenario mm -hmm. uh, that you that was amberified was the elk, and that wasn't really a situation in which you could attempt to communicate. Yeah. I think I'd go over, because I would maybe be a bit camouflaged, I think i sl slink over to where the bench of the wolves are. Okay. I'd say there were two or three. We'll say there's three. Three. Sitting on a bench. And I think I, like... I'm trying to figure out if I can communicate with them, if I can greet them, make some kind of connection. And my goal is to try to get them to help me. Okay. You sit down. Yeah, I mean, I think I, I think I sort of like, you know, paw up next to what I would feel is probably the most dominant one of the three of them. And I'm sort of like, making a kind of gesture of greeting or of hello, I come in peace kind of thing. When you first kind of sidle up there, they are watching the stage with pretty rapt attention. Mm -hmm. um, but when you come up, they all kind of turn and look at you in unison. And you make the, you kind of bow your head. Kind of huff a bit too. And they, uh, they bow back in greeting. Mm-hmm. The one that you imagine just from the look, looking at them is the alpha kind of puffs up a little bit and mm -hmm. like not not in an aggressive way, but in a like intimidating way that's kind of meant to be like, I'm in charge. I am the one in charge here, right. but fairly welcoming. Mm -hmm. And you see that like as you're kind of communicating with each other, like they continue to look back at the stage. And then they'll look back to you, and they look back at the stage. They don't seem to have noticed the fact that there are humans in this building. Have they... Um, do I know what the deer are saying? Am I kind of aware of that, or am I kind of left out of what they're witnessing? You are getting the impression that whatever's happening in this scene is... There is stage dressing to make it look kind of like a grand ballroom. <laughs> but it is very old mm -hmm. um, and has started to kind of fall apart. There is once like a, a faux chandelier that hung in the middle of the stage that is now crashed down. The paint is worn and peeling 
And it feels like whatever is happening is that these deer are having a side conversation at Mm -hmm. a party. Hmm. And you see some other animals now as you're getting closer to the stage, like around the ruins of the set who are kind of standing still and like just meant to be there to like alert the audience to the fact that these two deer are having a side conversation. (laughs) And as you watch and they aren't, they're making like deer noise, (laughs) but it feels like they are, at at least they think they're delivering lines. Yeah. And as you watch, you see a large bear in these kind of moth-eaten yellow robes and that same style of faceless yellow mask come out onto the stage. Mm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think that while I'm, like, clocking that, I'm, like, very focused on the captain and his buddy who seem to be a little distracted as well by this. Yes. And so I... What I want to do is get the attention of the leader and the other two. And I'm kind of like looking over at the humans and like growling in that direction. Essentially implying like, this is a threat. We need to take care of this. Okay. So I'm sort of like saying, hey, this is all well and good, but this is important. All right. Um, I think that they 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 pick up what you're putting down. Mm-hmm. And they look over and they see the humans and they growl as well. This is, you know... A via this place feels not necessarily for you, but you feel like these animals think of this place as sacred. Mm-hmm. And having a human there is a violation of that sacred space. Mm-hmm. And so you get the impression that the leader, the alpha wolf, is willing to help you take out this these humans. Great. So then I kind of motion to them to follow me, and I think I'd like to try and essentially, like, stalk through the theater seats to get up behind the two humans while they're still being distracted by the show, and then pounce, take them out. Excellent. I think that... Let me see. I'm going to give you a bonus. I think this is going to be Face the Perilous. Because there is the potential for harm. Oh, yeah. (laughs) So I am going to give you, for the three wolves that you have with you, an extra plus three to your wolf side. Okay. Uh, So that'll be a total of plus five wolf. And this is a roll that's, like, on the attack, essentially? Yeah. Okay, so that is eight. Three more wolf. Yes, yeah, so a total of plus five to wolf. So that's ten oh, minus ten two. Minus two, so eight. So you got full full wolf. Which is you suffer harm, but you chase off or slay the source of peril. If you are with the pack, you do not suffer harm unless the threat was supernatural. So we're gonna call this being with the pack. I got a least, pack now. I don't know if you are a full fledged this might not fulfill the prophecy, but at the very least you have a pack for the time being. I have a retro pack. Little pack. So you do not suffer harm, and you, I'm guessing you want to aim for slaying the source of peril. I do. I want to slay the captain, like a mother trucker. All right. Tell me, uh, tell me about how you kill, so the other three wolves tear 
the other human to pieces. They mm-hmm. just leap upon him. And he tries, he gets off a shot, but it goes wide up into the ceiling. Uh-huh. And they begin to just rip into him. Mm-hmm. How do you kill the captain? Well, I think the captain has been leaning on the rifle and has been looking at the bear on the stage and is just agog. And then all of a sudden, I've essentially leapt up onto his back and I've dug my fangs into the side of his neck. And then I'm just scraping with my claws up and down his back. So I kind of like pull him and the rifle swings up and maybe shoots at the ground or something. I don't know how, how like trigger happy those things are, but let's assume. Yeah, so. For tension. He's completely, you know, like now has the shot ring on his ear and is completely taken by surprise. And I just pull this sucker down from his neck and I'm just like tearing into his neck. Excellent. Jump on top of his chest, bite, 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 bite. It's gone. So you are, you are in many ways sating your hunger in addition to facing <laughs> the perilous. Yes. You are just, the the four of you are just tearing into this hum- these humans, and you notice as you are doing this, none of the other animals really seem to turn, and they are all focused on this faux play mm-hmm. happening in front of them. And as like the exact moment that your fangs sink into the captain's neck. The bear rises up to, like, full stature and puts his arms up. And you imagine if this was a real play with real humans, there would be some grand statement here. (laughs) But instead, just tears a claw across one of the deer. Mm. And it drops, and blood goes everywhere. And for the first, like, truly animal moment in what is this weird scene playing out of animals pretending to be humans, the bear's mask comes off and you see it has these deep amber fangs and deep amber eyes and it just begins to tear into the deer and to eat at the same time that you are tearing the captain to pieces. Mm. And the other animals don't look afraid of what's happening on the stage. Mm -hmm. They have the look that humans would have watching a play or a movie in a very tense moment where there's, they feel the tension, they acknowledge the tension, but they aren't afraid. Mm -hmm. And then the deer is dead and the captain is dead. Was the deer on stage also with amber, or was that blood? Like, it was a real deer. It was amber. Uh-huh. Not that I necessarily would be noticed. I'm distracted. Yeah. But, um, but you can smell it. You can smell it. Because you have this smell of real blood right in mm-hmm. front of you. The captain's blood and the other human's blood. Mm-hmm. And the, that wrong smell comes through as the deer collapses. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, I definitely think that having accomplished this very impulsive goal of killing the captain, I'm now a little overwhelmed again at just like what has happened to me. I've never killed anybody before. And I'm kind of looking up blood dripping all down my gray under under my snout. 
knack, I guess. And I'm wondering, I'm suddenly wondering if there's a connection between me and this bear, because I've noticed that the bear has been mauling and eating raw I have. And so I guess I would maybe move towards it. Okay. want to kind of see if I can communicate with it. You, uh, so you move up. And the wolves, once they have finished feasting upon the flesh of the other human, return to their seats. (laughs) Okay, thanks, guys. (laughs) And you move closer to the stage. And the bear is still eating. The other deer has wandered off to the other side of the stage, still walking on its its hind legs. (laughs) Its mask is on. And the bear is just sitting there eating. Mm-hmm. I think I would kind of like bow my head and sort of like make whatever sound would be kind of like a greeting sound to sort of see if I can get this bear to interact with me. It looks up and it's got just like these thick strands of amber coming down from its jowls. And you have its attention and it just looks at you in this way that kind of just asks what? Um, I feel like I want to behold the world. Okay. Yeah. This might be really difficult to do. Alright, uh, yeah, so give it a roll. Since I'm facing the supernatural, I get to Yes, you'll blood. get the, if you want the plus three to your blood, you can add three. Okay, so that would be five wolf and eight blood. Yeah, so you have the three option. Blood. Yeah, you could do three blood, which gives you one question from the list. What should I be afraid of? As the bear acknowledges you, you can tell that it knows you used to be human. Hmm. It knows that you aren't a part of the natural order in the way that everything else is. Mm-hmm. And it's a fearful... You don't know if it'll necessarily... It doesn't feel like it's aggressive mm-hmm. yet. Mm-hmm. But you do not know what it will do with that information. And that is a thing to be fearful of. Mm-hmm. And uh, this is like more of just a general question. Do I get the sense that I can talk with it or communicate with it in some way, animal to animal, or is yeah? It I mean, it really... feels it feels like almost like two people speaking the same language but with different dialects. Yeah, because I feel um, like, I feel like I would like look over at my bloody mess over there and just kind of like say, "Hey, like I took care of this." This is a good thing, right? Yeah. Like, I'm um, on your side is what I'm implying a bit by that. It gives you a sort of half bow mm-hmm. that you read as a thank you. Mm-hmm. Again, because you have in your back, the back of your mind, this fact that you, like, you know it knows. Yeah. You aren't sure that that is, that thank you is like a free pass. Yeah. Or just, uh, like, you have bought yourself enough time. Yeah. I think I don't get the sense 
I don't get the sense that there's any more like super urgent threat here. No, I mean, you know that there's still a, like, the captain is dead, but there are still other human hunters in the woods. Right. They're less of a threat now that they don't have, like, an emboldened leader, but... Right. I feel like I want to know more about this Amber stuff, but I don't know... Like, can I do things like try and have a dream or a vision or, you know, like... Like, I, I, I don't... I get the sense that the bear and I are chill for now. Yes. Um, I might be able to get these wolves to join me, but it's not... It doesn't feel like the prophecy of, like, the true pack. And I currently feel alone anyway. So I'm like, I could try and convince the wolves to go with me, but then I don't know where I, where I would be going to try and find more information. And what I'm trying to do is figure out what's going on with the Amber stuff. Because... As much as I would, I know that it's not, like, unnatural. It's still out of balance. Yeah. Trying to get the forest back to some sense of balance is what I feel called to do from this prophecy. Yeah, give me a... Let's do bend the world to your will to see if you can, like, kind of force a vision. Mm Mm-hmm. Okay, well, I think that is uh, seven wolf and one, oh no, supernatural, four blood, so that would be three wolf. Okay. Which means, get what you want, no one else, I get to choose three from this list? Yeah, I don't know if any of these necessarily make sense, so we might just go off book. You can lose Winter's Wrath, though, because you could have that from your injury. Nice. Which just means you're in a less precarious situation. So you kind of, like, you you close your eyes and you focus that human part of your brain on that feeling of being a wolf that you remember from your dreams. Mm-hmm. And you use that feeling to kind of trigger this dream state. And when you you open your eyes again, everything is kind of hazy in this yellowish sort of way. And you see the what you see is so is, it's weird to say so strange because everything you've seen <laughs> so far is very strange. But you see it's almost like two pictures laid on top of each other and one, one of them is semi-transparent so you're seeing both images at the same time and you see the bear in this tattered yellow robe wearing this mask and at the same time you see a heavy set human male mm-hmm. wearing those same robes but they're not tattered mm-hmm. in that same mask and when you look around the room all of the animals look the same where you see both the animal and you see a human being Mm -hmm. and then you look back at the bear and it looks at you and it says it is a fearful thing to fall into the hands of the living God. 
And then they're all animals again, and you don't see those humans. Hmm. I ask the bear, where is the living god? It stands up and kind of makes this general motion that kind of means you get the feeling just everywhere. Mm-hmm. Um, and he, like, in a, in a way also, like, motions out towards the whole crowd. Mm-hmm. More insinuating that it's kind of among them, specific, not necessarily everywhere in, like, a, a deist sort of way where it's, like, in the rocks and trees, but more that it's, like, everywhere among us. Mm-hmm. Okay. I think, I think I'm feeling now very, like, confused and lost and still barely processing this, you know, murder that I just committed. And I think I probably start to back away and, like, I need to kind of get out and get a sense of my bearings. Like, almost like I need fresh air. Okay. Uh, and so I start to turn. And I think I have this lingering desire to, like, I think I do, I go, I pad back over to the wolves and sort of like thank them. Okay. And sort of imply that I'm want to stay connected to them. Like I would like maybe their help again. So, okay. But, but I'm just need to have a minute and I like then turn and kind of make my way towards the, the door. All right. You head, head out. Are you heading out like outside, outside? Yeah. I think, the lobby area? I think I'm heading back into the, the wilderness. Okay. To try and see if I can just, I don't know. Maybe I need to sleep on it. I feel like I need to just get away and like. Okay. Um, are you gonna head back to the cave or? Well, I don't feel necessarily in danger. Like I get this whole there is this this whatever magic presence that could infect you, but I don't know what the source of that is really. Or like, so far I've been. Like they've helped me, I've I've saved one of their kind. This bear king has treated me fairly, so I'm like, and I've kind of killed the main thing that I would think would have caused me the most harm. So I feel like I kind of need to wait out for more information, or just like almost like see if when I sleep, other things will come to me. Okay. Um, I don't know that that's like an active move to do or just like I need to go rest or I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I think that makes sense. I definitely would be like not being far from this building because I feel like I might want to go back to get my wolf buddies. Okay. If I have an idea of something I want to um, do. So you can kind of just nose around and find like a relatively secluded spot to, yeah. to rest. Yeah, like I don't need, I don't think I need to go back to the all the way to the den because I am not in any major danger. No, okay. Like that's a main, like, I need to go there when I'm in trouble and I need to Yeah, go I think that makes sense. All right, so you kind of lay down and go to sleep. And you have, it's, it's interesting, you have a wolf dream. Hmm. Which is kind of weird because you are now a wolf. That that dream seems unnecessary, but you're you're moving through the woods, and you kind of it almost feels like you get up from the spot where you fell asleep and run, hmm. and you see the camp. 
with the other hunters. And then time speeds up and you see them leave the forest. And for a moment, there's relief. They're gone. And then they come back. And there's more of them. And they seem to multiply before your eyes. And suddenly there's hundreds and then there's thousands Mm. of these hunters. And they overwhelm the forest. Hmm. And then you're awake. So I think I want to go back to the camp now and check out the three hunters and one guard that were there last. Yeah, so four people total. And what I'm just doing is like a reconnaissance mission because I feel like what that dream has helped me feel is a sense of like, maybe I need to finish the job and get rid of the other hunters that I know about. So you go back and there's it's a different one of the hunters who is on guard, uh-huh. but it's still that same formation of three hunters in the camp, one on guard. Uh-huh. And they're still there. Okay. But you get the impression that there is some anxiety now. Mm-hmm. Like they were expecting the captain to return and he mm-hmm. has not. Mm-hmm. And is it it's like morning now or something? Yeah, because it was it was it was nighttime right. previously. So you slept for a couple of hours, and now it's probably early morning. There's some, like, the smell of sausage and eggs <sighs> being cooked on the fire. Yes. Love sausage and eggs. Okay, so I think then I would go back to the building to see if I can get my wolf buddies to join me for another hunt. Okay. You go back, and when you go inside, the crowd has dispersed. Mm-hmm. Um, the play is over. But you are able to catch the scent of the wolves. You know wolf scent very well. Mm-hmm. And you know the scent of like that wrongness mm-hmm. that you're able to kind of follow their specific scent and you find them. And I, I think I would just appeal to them in a similar way of kind of like growling in the direction of the camp and being like, come help me with this. I, yeah, I think they, they're willing to get more food. Yeah, they want that, that sweet human flesh. So yeah, you're able, the the four of you kind of stalk back, you show, you lead them back to the camp. Mm -hmm. Um, And how are you going to go about? So there's one hunter with a rifle, three with, two with knives, and then one guard who I don't, we don't know. Yeah. So I think it seems like they're kind of amenable to me giving them strategic advice, the wolves. Yeah. They're not going to just jump in and do their own thing. Yeah, I mean, they seem to be, at this point, like, you have this tenuous relationship where, like, they seem to know that you know what you're doing. (laughs) In a way that's, like, the alpha makes sure you know that, like, this doesn't make you pack alpha. Right. This is a, this is an agreement we have. So, I think if, like, the three people who aren't on guard are basically, like, eating breakfast by the fire then I would sort of motion to those three wolves to, like, essentially creep up behind them and just, like, all three attack at once. Okay. Because they're distracted with food. And then I have spotted the guard, and I would go to try and take out the guard. Okay. I think that makes sense. So I will give you, again, plus three wolf on your face the perilous roll. Let's see what happens. 
Whoa, okay. That's, so that's... And it's still going to be a, a fine roll, but not... Seven. So, yeah, three plus the four for wolf is seven wolf and six blood. Uh, well, it, your feral is two, right? Oh, yeah. So it'd be nine, nine, nine wolf, wolf six, six blood. So it's three uh, wolf. Yes. Three wolf. So I either suffer harm and retreat to safety or yet unharmed, but the peril has the better of you, perhaps making your pack more vulnerable. Well, damn. I can't do the scar as a lesson learned again, can I? No. Okay. No, you would move to uh, the toll of a careless life. <laughs> Which is still not dead. Right. Uh, when when I, I am yet unharmed, but the peril has the better of you, do we still achieve part of our objective? Is it kind of like a middling success? or is Yeah, it, it would be more of like a middle thing. So, I think I'm going to choose that one. I don't okay. think I would retreat. I think I'm trying to kill these hunters. Okay. So I think what that what we'll say that means is you personally are unharmed. Sweet. I think you got the guard. Got him. The guard is dead. The other three wolves now are in the camp, kind of skirmishing with yeah. the, the three humans. And one of one of the humans in there has a rifle and he shoots one of not the alpha, but one of the other three wolves. Uh-huh. They're not dead yet, but they're pretty injured. Uh-huh. Which is going to remove that one from the fight, which will give you a plus two instead of a plus three to your wolf roll. Okay. If you continue to press the attack. Yeah, I think I have to. Okay. So we're now it's three against three, right? Yes. So the guard's out. Yeah, the guard is out. The other three humans are not dead yet. Okay. And the one wolf is not quite dead, but is not. It's too not injured helped. to fight. Okay. So we want to kill them all. Okay, so that is four wolf and one blood. So three wolf. No. Six wolf. Right? Yes. Two, six two wolf. extra wolves. Yes, so... And your feral's two, so that's six wolf, one human. So that's five wolf total. So I can either suffer harm, but chase off or slay the choice. Um, and with your pack, you don't suffer harm on that one. Oh, so great. You get, you get what you want. So I want to get what I want. <laughs> there. Uh, <laughs> wait, how how do you uh, take care of the remaining three? Okay, so I see the I see the dude who shot the other wolf. And then I pull a, like, Jurassic Park, like, clever girl move where, like, suddenly he turns and looks at me and I've just jumped and bitten this guy's face off. Okay. And the shock of of the guy firing the rifle and the other two guys getting distracted means the other two wolves can jump and take down. I think the alpha wolf, like, rips the belly out of one of them and the other wolf just, like... Maybe, like, bites the guy's leg, he tries to run away, and then, like, gets right in on his neck. I think that's fair. And they're all uh, screaming a lot, but ultimately killed. Excellent. So you you and your wolf friends are able to slay these humans. And you immediately feel this sense of relief knowing that that dream you had will not come to pass. Hmm. And I think that we might have you do your... uh, I feel like that fulfills the prophecy. Like, you have... You might not be a permanent member of this pack. You could potentially, depending on how things go, Mm -hmm. become a permanent member of this pack if you wanted. Mm -hmm. But you have 
acted as a member of a pact to destroy these hunters. Mm-hmm. So, now you will make a roll. Let's see. I believe the, the supernatural one gives you a plus, or not the, the auger dictates only fang and claw will rend your destiny. Is going to give you a plus three to your blood roll. I'm going to say you get plus one feral um, per- permanently mm-hmm. after having now savagely murdered a bunch of humans. Definitely gone wolf on this. So you, it's going to give you a straight even. You'll have a three feral. So you'll have plus three blood, plus three wolf in figuring out what your final destiny is. So basically like this whole prophecy has been about like what are we going to do about the forest and i've decided kill all the hunters yes and have essentially made made that enough of a thing yeah okay so sad about the other pack of wolves i never got to meet okay so it is eight wolf and five human five human so three wolf so you will remain a wolf who will howl each moon to recall a time when you were not so. Mm. So I think the final question then is, do you join this pack? I mean, I think I do. I think I've become kind of the new leader. Yeah, I think I think based on your showing that the alpha would surrender the role to you should you want that that yeah. burden. Yeah, it's funny because I was just thinking like, what? when would I howl? And it feels like I probably start to have all kinds of normal wolf dreams, like dreams that wolves have, like running and yeah. whatever. But then when I have a, a dream of more of my like human past, I would wake up and I would howl. Thank you to Mark Kennedy for playing Wolf Spell with me. Thank you to Epidiah Ravichal for the incredible game. And thank you to you for listening. Our theme song for the This Will Make Sense Soon arc is Wasted Wonderland by Nicholas Gasparini. Join me on April 9th when Chris Zumski join me to play our first session of the Yellow King RPG by Pelgrane Press. Until then, remember that you are strong, you are beautiful, and you are not alone. <laughs>